Welcome to Cosplaying Cocktails. This is Paige. And I am Jesse, as always. As always. I don't know that all our listeners are nerds. Are all of our listeners nerds? Uh, you know, speaking of which, I know uh, you were, you know, did you get that picture I sent you of the email that my boss sent out to the whole campus today? Sure did. Sure did. Oh, I liked and it. You see a bunch of nerds walking around and then in parentheses, FYI. <laughs> I don't consider nerd to be a derogatory term. Nor do we. No, Nor I do don't. We. I think most people. I think a lot of nerds self-identify as nerds. Yeah. Uh, would you yeah. more self-identify as a nerd or a geek? I would say, to me, geek is. Or more what's like the a difference pop- in your opinion? To me, the difference in my opinion is uh, a geek. I associate more with like pop culture, like sci-fi you know fantasy and nerd (laughs) i associate more with like academics like math science yeah interesting i know that it's pretty well used i almost feel like it's kind of interchangeable in my opinion but i definitely see what you're saying like i i can see where you get that from to me a nerd is more like oh i like books i like science i like math or like you know, duct tape on your glasses or push or them up off your nose yeah and stereotypical uh, yeah geek is more like star wars and you know not that you can't be both but right i tend to use the word nerd more i was going to say i use nerd more but i'm definitely not the academic type so uh I would say I'm more the pop culture type. Um, Jesse, uh, cocktail corner. What you what you got over there? Well, I made a little cocktail. It's uh, cider and whiskey, and then I put some cinnamon on the top. And I'm drinking it out of an Indiana Hoosiers cup. Um, Jesse, you yeah. feeling feeling curious about anything tonight? Got any? <laughs> oh, that was weird. Something's on my Yeah, I do have something I've been meaning to ask you about. Do you? And this, as per the usual, because, you know, I'm such a great podcaster, is going to segue into our uh, topic for today's episode. Like a professional. So our topic for today's episode is... Drumroll. (laughs) Misconceptions about cosplay or cosplayers. Yeah, so cosplay misconceptions. So um, my question to you is, what is a stereotype or quote-unquote misconception about cosplay that you actually think is true for you? So a stereotype about cosplay that is true, but just for you. So I think, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a misconception. I don't know, a misconception. I was going to say, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people were surprised when I started cosplaying, I guess, or they are surprised that I cosplay because, like, they didn't feel like I did give off, like, a nerdy or a geeky vibe. Yeah, you definitely don't. You don't have, you don't fit into the traditional nerd mold, the n- traditional nerd stereotype. Right. Um, so I guess, like, but, like, at the same, yeah, like, I'm not, like, super like super brainy or um you know like I don't play video games 
just like that i guess that's not really a stare you kind of did it backwards like instead right. of giving me a stereotype about cosplayers a whole that it pertains just to you <laughs> you gave me you don't fit that stereotype right right i'll tell you what the kind of thing that i um think is kind of true for me and again this is just i think it's really is true at least a little bit for all cosplayers Mm-hmm. And that is that you, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I do, that you do it for attention. And that's not, that's not why I cosplay to get attention. But it's at least part of it. Like if no one ever noticed my cosplays or said anything nice. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as fun. I don't know if I'd still be cosplaying. Right. Um, well, because you've mentioned before, like, even that, like, when you realize, like, oh, I love this is because somebody was like, oh, my gosh, I like your cosplay. I love this character. Like, yeah, the it's very the connections first, yeah, you like, make through cosplay that makes you like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, the friends we've yeah. made through the podcast, the, you know, like, people we've met through right. our cosplays like right. that's just what like is something like as someone who you know I started crafting before I started cosplaying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like finding a way to show off my you know because there's only so many like cross stitches I can have hanging in my house and there's only so many like scarves I can knit for myself but like cosplay is a way, like it's a creative outlet that you still get to put on display for a broad audience. So that would, like I said, and I, there are some cosplayers I think that do it solely for, or for money, you know, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, making it a career. Um, but I think, yeah, for that would be maybe a misconception that I think is a little bit true for me at least and I think for all, most cosplayers again if if you didn't do it at least partially for the attention from it there'd be no reason to wear them out in public so we um we were on the topic of misconceptions and what were and weren't um actual like legit misconceptions of yeah, cosplay you had, I don't know what made you have the idea to say like hey do you think we could do an episode about misconceptions I don't remember either uh I said well my only thing is I think a lot of you know I don't know a lot of like misconception like we've been doing like we've been a part of the community me for 10 years now mm-hmm. like uh and again I hate you know like we've been important but you you I, we have I have been Right. You know, in some form, at, even if, you know, like doing research or like even mm-hmm. starting to plan your first cosplay, like that puts you into the community. Like, so I think for me, and, you know, the cosplay community is wide and varied in what I consider to be, you know, I've got a student who cosplays and I know what I consider to be big things or important things in the cosplay community are very different to her uh, because Mm -hmm. she does a lot of like social media cosplay and stuff like that right? as opposed to, you know, convention cosplay. And she also does a lot more anime cosplay. So I know what could be misconceptions, but we had kind of looked up a list 
and originally I we, said yeah I, we we googled to see like if anything yeah. popped up and, and a lot of them that we googled you were like I don't think these are actually like things. yeah they were either they were either things that I think are true like uh-huh. I think maybe that's where I had seen that cosplayers do it for attention and I was like well we all uh-huh. do attention at least partially and like I said not like to be the center of attention or because we're egomaniacs or anything like that but again if it weren't at least partially about attention we would all we would we wouldn't wear them out why would why would right. you if it were at least partially about attention right right and so, I think the other one that you were like this is stupid too is like um we make money from cosplaying and you're like well some people do like legitimately right. some people do yeah and i don't think that and i don't, I don't know who either. thinks i don't know who thinks that like everyone does you know right. and just stuff like that, that not that not, not that it's not thought or not but like it could go both ways basically right. i just don't think that the average person who you know knows what cosplay is but isn't really you know a part of the community like your average con goer that doesn't cosplay mm-hmm. i don't think that they think that we all everyone dressed up is yeah or even you know like my mom's friends that or my dad's friends that might see our cosplay pictures on social media like one of my dad's friends will comment on our pictures from time to time and I don't think that he thinks that we're making money or that he thinks that the majority of people who do this now that may be just because you know he knows my dad and so like my dad now I have had people ask if you and I make money uh yeah I mean I guess but they they, they're not associated with like the cosplayer even nerd community at all anyone's ever asked if we made make money is not with regards to the like to, to cosplaying in general it's with because of the podcast and the answer to both is no it costs us money <laughs> so, both I saw, so i actually saw i actually saw a tweet our cost i actually saw a tweet that our friend uh face of Bo put out and it said that someone referred to it as cost play and she was oh. like i've never felt like a more like accurate description has happened yeah. and i was like yeah well that's the thing I think even a lot of people like we've talked about before you know like the comic palooza you know or other big cons their top prize for the cosplay convention or cosplay competition might be a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars or something like that Mm -hmm. but most of the costumes people that get sponsorship you know that are sponsored and you know maybe get paid maybe get paid or you know like you know like i feel like us getting free tickets yeah yeah, and but i feel like you know like they maybe they get paid to go to a con um like be a, a guest of some sort whether it's a judge or you know just a normal cosplay guest and I even feel like us getting ticket, you know, getting press passes is like this really cool, like yeah, payment again, in a way. Like that. obviously, yeah, like again, we have gotten financial quote unquote compensation. Right. For, you know, but also, you know, that's not really we put we put a lot more money into our right. That's what I'm saying. You know, those are not conventions yeah. that we would have went to otherwise. 
so uh you know it's just it's it's nice to it, again it's kind of like the attention from cosplaying it's nice to have we've talked about this before but so i'm, I'm not gonna put up we've talked about it before it's nice. It's nice to have the little freebie, but it's not why we do the podcast. The short version is I just felt like either of them were not things that people thought at all, or mm-hmm. they were actually true. So they weren't misconceptions. Right, right, right. So then I was like, well, why don't we talk to like some actual cosplayers? Cause they're going to know better than some random list. Yeah. And yeah. So I put up, I put up an Instagram story and just said like, Hey, what? what do you think is like the biggest misconception or a misconception within the cosplay community? And we got some good feedback um, and yeah. enough that we felt like it was worth talking about. So yeah, there was a lot in there that um, uh, I would not have thought of otherwise that were good things. Right. Uh, so yeah. let's start off with um, the obvious, the first one that I think everybody thinks of um which is there's only one in there I think that I had thought of and that was also the one that I agreed with that was on the google list right right I think that's the one I'm getting ready to jump into um which is that it's a kink it's a sexual thing it's something you know and I I know personally um people have asked me that you know once again aren't in the cosplay community they're like so is it like this weird like sex meetup and I'm like no (laughs) like Uh, what it's yeah I think it's probably the weirdest question I've ever been asked regarding the cosplay and because it's by people that like know me and I'm like what um right but like people are in all sorts of weird sex stuff like I know I know the people that you look at like well never mind I'm not gonna say that on the podcast right right right. yeah Um, um yeah and I mean, once again, the straight up answer is like, no. And I'm sure that, you know, maybe there, you know, it cosplayers will use their costumes in bedroom scenarios, whatever, like good on them. You don't like bedroom scenarios. I just feel like, oh God, you're talking about sex. I'm a, oh God, I just don't just say sex bedroom scenarios well maybe it's not sex well what are you what do you mean then that's not sex that what are you maybe it's just foreplay well then say foreplay well maybe it's all-encompassing maybe it's don't just do not use the term bedroom scenarios (laughs) um my problem is with the term bedroom scenario i asked you that Here's my, I think there's multiple reasons why cosplay gets the reputation as a larger whole for being a a sex thing. I think there's, it's, it's a lot of things, but I think part of it is that a lot of costumes are, you know, more revealing. They're sexy. And especially, you know, there are cosplayers that make money by, selling pictures of them like right. sexy pictures of themselves right. there is there's cosplay porn that right. is a thing that people make money off of like let's right. just acknowledge it we're gonna talk about it bedroom videos I didn't say that uh, you know there is cosplay porn so there is 
you know, a, of course there's porn of everything, but uh, like we talked about the cardboard box pervert, there's, right. that's a th- deep cut listener that goes back to a real early episode. It's a deep but, cut. You know, there's, um, there, so I think that's part of it is that there is like other people fetishize it at mm-hmm. least in part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it did, it, it, it didn't start, you know, we've, again, we also did an episode on the history of cosplay on the origins of cosplay. So it didn't start as an anime thing. People were wearing costumes to sci-fi conventions before anime, but the term cosplay we have co-opted from anime fans, you know, we, that is, right. and, uh, the um a lot of anime is seen as kind of a sexual or fetishized thing again there's hentai right which is basically mm-hmm. anime porn so i think that's part of it and then i think another part of it is furries because yeah right right yeah and i again i'm not a part of the furry community like to me nor am i as, like that may be a nor am i uh, I, I do own those cat ears now, those Yayahan ears. But like to me, as it like to to me when I first think furrier, especially when I first learned what a furry was. Well, I'm like, like oh. yeah, like when we were like in middle school and we heard like I think it was what uh like true life. True life. Yeah, I'm either a, true life or like Jerry's it was like true, some no, it was true life for sure. True life, I'm a furry. Or some or I go to furry conventions or something like that and we watched it and and that's what that's what that show alluded to so I remember you know and also you remember very specifically when we were middle school aged thinking that that's what furries were yeah we were probably the only middle schoolers that knew what furries were in our (laughs) small town this this probably is explaining a lot about (laughs) our continued friendship and bonding over. I mean someone else in our our small town had to have watched that MTV show uh but like so I mean so I'm not that misconception may be a misconception I have if anyone we should have a furry on the podcast do you know any I don't but listeners like you know that's again I would like to I, that may be a misconception that I have because I think amongst cosplayers the cosplayers that we know that furries are and maybe it is a sex thing like if you're or maybe for some people it is and some people it isn't you know right like, I was gonna say I, I bet it's not like, like I said I know for some people for like I said for a small portion of people cosplay is a kink or a sex thing right but not for the vast majority of the community so I'm interested to know if the furry community is the same way the same Mm -hmm. you know like without judgment like there's nothing wrong with having a kink uh right whatsoever we are not a kink shaming podcast no we are not if it's between consenting adults and nobody's getting seriously injured I'd so uh yeah you know yeah so yeah I think yeah I think the costume part of it is the main I think that yeah if you know a furry send them our way I'm being 100% honest I would love to interview a furry on the podcast uh just Um, because it's so close it's I feel like it's so close to cosplay but yet so different like it's such a different community mm -hmm. 
that I know so little about, like even neither of us knows anything about. So right. I really am very interested in it. So uh, if you know a furry that would be willing to talk to us, 100%, you know, I'll like maybe do some, I'll maybe do some uh, social media research and see yeah, if I can find. Like we would like to, and I don't feel like, and again, maybe it's just because we're not in that community, but I don't feel like you see furries on social media like you do cosplayers. So um, I would just be interested. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in the community. I'd like to, I feel like they are like a sub niche of a sub niche. You know what I mean? Like of cosplay is, you know, more widely known now. And so I think some mm -hmm. of those misconceptions have been kind of cleared up. And again, that's, it's hard to tell that for sure. Cause since we are in it, but like, you know, not that this is, you know, the broadest audience. I just think it'd be nice to, I just have like legitimate questions and I'd like to give a furry. I just like, got I'd some gonna, questions. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like Google and get like weird internet rumors or whatever. I'd rather talk to like right. a person that's a part of the community so that they can tell us the real scoop. Um, yeah. So basically what we're saying is it doesn't have to be a sex thing. It can be, and we're fine with that. But uh, for the majority yeah, of cosplayers that we know, I couldn't yeah, hear anything yeah, you just said. The vast majority, it's not like, like, like we said, there's porn of everything. Right. There's, uh, you know, so for some people it's a kink or a fetish, uh, but I would say those were mostly people outside of the community. Yep. You know, who uh, fetishize it, um, you know, or people that have like sexual fantasies about the character. Right. Um, and then they're like, oh, well, now, you know, I get to have that come to life or whatever. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So just, just the, my uh, personal thoughts on it, but yeah. Yeah. So one of our, our, our next response, um, or our next misconception, um, this person wrote in and said, uh, did you make that? That's still the weirdest question I get and the most popular question I get. So I think that kind of leads into, um, I mean, that you either have to make your costume, right? Don't you think? What do you mean? What do you mean that? Like that all cosplayers make every part of their costume yeah i mean i don't know i guess it could be a conception misconception either way um, right you know what right. i mean like to someone in the community that knows how difficult it is to find like again i assume especially if it's a costume that i've researched before like mm -hmm. I, you know, mo most of us i think can tell by looking even if it isn't whether something's been handmade or not right majority of the time uh maybe not always and you know people do buy costumes that are like that's one thing like especially now with like with, cosplay commissions and stuff right the rise of commissioned or even commissioned pieces you know uh but i mean we've been asked probably of just about every convention we've gone to we've been asked either about a specific piece if we made it or about the costume as a whole and right. specific pieces, it's really easy to answer 
Um, right. But costumes on a whole are a little bit harder because we do, uh, we are of the state of mind. We're cosplayers that are more like, um, and, and you and I are even a little bit different. Uh, we vary, but for the most part, we're both like, if it's cheaper and easier to buy than it, it would be to make then we're going to try to buy it. Yeah, especially if you can get it per, like like your corset for your Padme. Right. That looked so close to the one from the movie. There was no reason for you to make that. Right. And it was super cheap. It was like $20 right. on That's Amazon. what I'm saying. Like there was no. Like, problem. and so I could have like just the time, you know, we always factor in because we have other lives, you know, like, right. like Jesse said, like we aren't doing this as a job. This is a hobby. And I knew I was going to be spending a good amount of money on the skirt. Yeah. And even the neck piece, like I knew I didn't like if I and could a good amount of time. Yeah. And time, like if I could cut some time and money out somewhere, that corset was the perfect place to do that. So when somebody asked me, did you make that costume? I said, yes. Was it a hundred percent made? No, I didn't make yeah, the corset, like but the majority, match. you know, like you have to air, like, I always go like, yeah, I made, I made most of it, you, you know? know, like again, and that's, that's why I said, it's always more difficult for me to answer that question. And I guess if they, if somebody would go into more detail and be like, oh my gosh, how'd you do it? I would, I'd be honest about it. Yeah, you know, like that's I not mean, something yeah, that either of us are ashamed of. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like, and you know, like some things you just straight up have to buy and modify. Like, I don't know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are many cosplayers at all that don't do that, at least for small sometimes, people, right? Small, uh, or like you said, buy a commission piece because it's very difficult to do everything that you need to do to put together. Sometimes the fabric is harder to find, and like sometimes you right. can buy like a finished garment, uh the fabric or like right that's you that's know the thing with my padme right like mm -hmm. i couldn't find fabric pre-dyed like that so i was gonna have to buy like cream colored chiffon and dye it ombre dye it myself which is a massive pain like it's right. not uh you know it, it's time consuming to just regular dye fabric just dye right. all one color and get it looking nice but to ombre dye it you know i'm buying multiple packages of two different dyes i would have to dye ribbon uh mm -hmm. and try to get it to match so part of buying that is just to get fabric like you know i know and then to get something that doesn't even match as close as what i could have bought like to me you know not that there's anything wrong with that if yeah. people want to be like, you know, you can take more pride in it. But to me, I would rather be like, uh-uh, like I'm not, again, but again, you know, we also are both still on a budget. We're both still, you know, you've got three children. I've got a full-time job. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. And, and we also don't shame cosplayers that do make everything from scratch. And, you no, know, like everybody, everybody, everybody does their own thing. Um, and I would say, you know, there's a part of it that is either bought or handmade. Like it's not going to be a hundred. I, yeah. It, do you well, think, like said, do you like think how, people are making shoes? Like, you know, are shoes included? Right? Well, we've talked about like in regards to costume contests, when they say it has to be 90% handmade or 80% handmade or something like how nitpicky do you get? Mm-hmm. 
like nobody's nobody's weaving their own thread into fabric right nobody's hand like so at what point do you say you know or like something that we do a lot and something we've seen in costume contests if you take a base garment like a corset and then you alter it embellish and you it. Mm-hmm. it and embellish it is that handmade right who who is to you know it's such a gray area that that's why i find that question so difficult to especially in a quick interaction you know somebody just stops and wants a picture and real quick is like oh did you make that it can be difficult to answer mm-hmm. and yes or no because you know, I can't think of a single thing that e- a single cosplay that either of us has made where every single piece, like every accessory, every would be handmade. Yeah, I was gonna say the only thing I can even get close to is my Claire that I had to buy my shoes. Right, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, like like, like that's what I was I was trying to when before you mentioned that I was trying to go through my head and be like is there anything I've completely homemade and I think Claire is as close as it comes and well, and like, like there's I, zip ties in the boning so like yeah you didn't actually true. go to a whale and you know I did not you know, nope you know and like you didn't hand you there's hook and eyes that you didn't forge from I you know what I mean right like, like right how I don't think that's how what people think you I'm being intentionally facetious, but, you know, facetious. Yeah. (laughs) For Jesus. I said a word wrong. (laughs) You were being intentionally fajitas. I was being intentionally fajitas. Uh, I would love to be fajitas. I think it'd be cool. (laughs) Like you literally just did it. Everyone loves fajitas. Like people get stoked when fajitas come out of the restaurant. Oh man, that sizzling man. Yeah. Like people, no, everyone looks sure when the fajitas walk into a room, everyone looks. That's who I that's the type of woman yeah. I'm gonna be a fajita woman. Listen, I think that that's a good, be, I think that's a good aspiration. I'm gonna be fajita woman. I'm cosplaying. Be like a fajita. fajita. I'm gonna cosplay <laughs> as fajitas now. <laughs> um yeah. like so, you know, basically Bell, that's a very popular cosplay, Taco Bell, you know, like yeah, like yeah. you probably know Bell like from Beauty and the Beast. Taco toppings, and I don't yeah. know. We'll have to look up who did the original one. We've looked it up before, not on the podcast, but we've seen several of them. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna do some kind of fajita based costume, and I claimed it. And if anyone does it, yeah, it's all yours. It's all I yours. they copied off of me. Um, yeah. So anyway, basically, like you said, um, that was like when I read that one. I don't. I still don't know what they meant. I guess per se should have asked for clarification maybe like if they were saying that's a misconception because they do make everything and they're surprised that there are people who don't or if uh, I mean knowing that cosplayer I think that is what they meant I think they meant uh, I agree that's what that was where my mind I think was. I think they do make everything uh because they are very talented I think they make everything from scratch but I think it can go both ways because uh you know that is a question we do get a lot is oh my gosh, did you make that? Did you, did you do this? Did, you know, did you hand make this yourself? But uh, like I said, I think it can go both ways uh, because 
yes, we generally make a lot of our costumes, but we also don't make yeah, everything. Like you said, even when we buy something, I can't remember the last time either of us has bought anything and not had to do anything to it. I my Padme <laughs> course that I didn't do a thing to. Worn it off the. Okay, well, I can't remember the last time I bought <laughs> thing and not had to. I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't want to be right, that no, guy. No, that's, I, I mean, I'm sure there are things. Yeah. But nothing springs to mind that I haven't done like zero to. Yeah. For for us, a lot of the pride is in um, putting something together. In, right. you know, starting with just kind of a vague idea and then ending up with a fully put together look that is readable mm-hmm. as a character. Well, uh, <laughs> we weren't expecting this, but we definitely um, are going to have to do a second episode on misconceptions because we still have more to tell you all about. Um, but we are out of time. So thank you for listening to the episode today. We hope that you uh, got something out of the episode with whether uh, you just laughed at us or, you know, you were uh, um, enlightened with something or just found it entertaining in some way. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, If you have any um, suggestions or uh, other misconceptions that maybe we didn't touch on. uh, Maybe there's something for us to research. Like I said, we're going to try. I mean, I think we should try at least to have a furry or people from other communities like I said to me the furry community is adjacent to the cosplay community but they are distinctly different so I'd be really interested to learn more about it so if there's something like that that you'd like to learn more about yeah let us um yeah yeah you can you can send us those things more about Quincy (laughs) uh you can send us uh those things on social media or you can just follow along with us. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod. We're also over on Twitter at Cosplay Pod. Or you can send a majority of that stuff, questions, uh, suggestions, that sort of thing. Uh, and so much more over to Jesse on the email. Fish pick. Plural. I was going to say just one. Oh, interesting plants and mushrooms. Uh, just really any interesting. I like learning things. Um, uh, cosplay pictures, cocktail recipes, mocktail recipes, questions for I ask you a question, answers to the I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, what uh, listener do you think is a misconception that's true about you? Is it a king for you? Ooh, maybe our we'll get some saucy emails (laughs) uh you know yeah that well yeah like you know maybe i i don't know you're getting all worked up calm down well i was just thinking about potentially i don't have a lot listen some of us haven't been married for 84 years (laughs) that's all the only you know way we have been 80 it's been 84 years the only way we have to get juiced up is if someone sends us a saucy email. Um, where can they send that to? 1-800-Hotline-Bling. Or 
possibly in cocktailspot at gmail.com mm, that's gmail.com um okay are we done bye god damn it how much cinnamon until you overdose on cinnamon i don't think you can overdose on cinnamon that's the name of this drink that i've made well Um, eating lots of cinnamon could be toxic especially if you have liver problems oh shit i do have liver problems kumarin is an ingredient in some cinnamon products can cause liver problems but the amount you get cinnamon not this is just regular right. cinnamon. What's kumarin? Is that it in is, cinnamon or is that in cinnamon products? Oh, fuck if I know. Can too much cinnamon kill you? The American Associate of Poison Control Center says that too much, that much dry cinnamon, that much dry cinnamon dries the mouth and can cause gagging, vomiting, and choking. And it can kill you if you breathe it into your lungs. Well, I'm not talking about breathing it into my lungs. I just put some. Let's just assume that I'm not going to die. Okay. <laughs>